listeners to Muckle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 6, Episode 20, The Exploding Meatball Sub. And sitting next to me is someone who I am sure is craving a meatball sub right now, just purely from watching a meatball sub on TV. That really does sum you up. That You are is... such a sucker for immediate advertising. Yep. I... <laughs> you know me too well at this point. I... Jen's almost not allowed to grow grocery shopping for us because I know she will bring home 20 or 30 random things that she just sees and is like, I want that this mm-hmm. week. And the reason why that's not okay is because she doesn't eat all of it. And she also forgets things that she started and left in the fridge. And they just slowly make their way to the back of the fridge where you can't see them. There's, there's an easy like death watch on anything Jen gets for herself that's kind of out of especially when it's out of the ordinary because you're not thinking about it being there as yeah, a typical snack or whatever. Very much like out of sight, out of mind for me, which is a problem. Maybe I need to start like making a list on the fridge of what's in there. So I try, you'll see, like sometimes I'll move stuff to the front so I'll be like, next time I want something it's right here and I can see it. Is that what some smart fridges will do is like if you scan it it'll remember oh. it's in there for you and I make a suggestion? No well if it doesn't it should. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. Alrighty, get a new kitchen. This has been the longest we've gone for a while without podcasting. Beginning of the year is very difficult for me. That's when I do most of my work at my job is like the first three months of the year, and slowly I can kind of wean off of working twelve-hour days, get down to you know eight-hour days, and then by December I'm down to you know six-hour days. But I really put a lot on myself early in the year, so even because I'm the one that inspires us to podcast in the evening. If I don't have the inspiration myself, it's hard to get it going. I don't know. I could do this experiment, but it wouldn't be fair to our listeners of how long can I go without mentioning podcasting before Jen eventually says, should we podcast? Because <laughs> we've gone for weeks. I've actually mentioned it a couple times and just you, there was once you were too tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, there only might have been once or twice in the last four weeks where I brought it up, but if I hadn't mentioned it, you wouldn't have. I think we could probably go two months before you finally say, should we be podcasting? Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> and plus, I'm really addicted to my Nintendo Switch game right now, so that's what I want to be doing most of my time. All right, well, let's get into the Exploding Meatball sub. First, a little trivia. Let's congratulate Josh Radner. He just got married. Oh, nice. Congratulations. So, of course, there's a million headlines of how he met his... Future kid's mother. Oh, of course. <laughs> I don't think I have anything besides that. Had he been married before? Is this his first marriage? I couldn't... I never read any of the articles. Uh, okay. There's also... I, I did read that there was a... Either a Craig Thomas... One of the one of the creators was interviewed recently where he stuck up for the Barney stuff not aging well, saying the whole point was that Barney evolved over the course of the show, so we had to show him in a certain light early on. Right, and I do think a lot of... To get him to where we wanted him to be at the end. Right, and I think a lot of Barney was written to be uncool at the time, too. He was always pushing those boundaries. It's just... It comes off worse now than it did then, but I think that was always the intention with him. Well, let's get into this episode. I I think I was looking forward to it more than having enjoyed it. I, I thought I... I remember the exploding meatball part with more fondness than the way it played this time. Yeah, this one wasn't great. But let's go ahead and run through it, because there were a couple of things I liked. I I think I marked more things down that I didn't like than I did like, even though, as a whole, I didn't mind this episode. 
But there was just a lot of bad lines. Mm-hmm. But let's, we'll start at the beginning. It's the narrator, as per usual. He goes back to talking about how he's designing Goliath National Bank's new headquarters, but of course some people didn't want the Arcadian tore down. And then we see Zoe and her supporters are protesting outside. You know, I think it's been so long since we podcasted, or maybe so long since we've seen Zoe, that I like actually forgot they were still together. I like saw her name. I was like, oh yeah, I remember her. I was sh- scrolling down uh, on IMDb to get to this episode to read if there was any trivia. It's like, what? Oh, Honey was in this season? We've just It's taken us so long to podcast <laughs> right. that I feel like we started this season a year ago. Yeah, some, of the, I, some of the episodes seem so long ago that we covered. I think I saw something. It might have been like on Facebook today or, where somebody was asking if, like, did they put a new scene in? To, it was like a season six, whatever, when Marshall, like, oh, I don't remember the part where Marshall, like, catches the hat on his head. And I was like, that wasn't that long ago. Like, <laughs> we did that one recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So we get the, the protesters, but they kind of break the mood with Zoe confirming that they're still on for dinner. We cut to the bar. The gang's there. Barney Wyatt wants to know why Ted's dating the arch enemy. Uh, gives a joke that I don't care for about Wiley Coyote trying to date the Roadrunner. Robin follows it up with a worse joke. Mm-hmm. Piling on top of that. Billy wants to know if it's hard for them to be on opposite sides of things. And Ted said, well, of course you'd feel that way. You and Marshall are like a hermaphroditic blob. And you know he likes that his relationship challenges him to grow and evolve. Billy points out that they just are in screaming matches all the time. Growing matches, he corrects her. <laughs> the narrator tells us it's true. They love to challenge each other. We get some flashbacks of them arguing over a movie that they're watching, whether it was uh, pulled from the story of Henry V or Don Quixote. And it turns out they're talking Henry about... Henry the IV? Yeah, you're right, Henry the Fourth Or Don Quixote. turns out they're talking about Tommy Boy this whole love time. <laughs> I don't know if I see... Don, Don Quixote and Tommy Boy. I don't feel like he's tilting at windmills. Right. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah, I think Zoe's off. We haven't watched that in a while. I wonder if Tyler would like that. Don Quixote? Yes. <laughs> Tommy Boy? Yeah. I think he would. I think he'd like it a lot. We should watch that. He liked Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. I think giving him his first taste of Chris Farley will be a nice... Yeah. Introduction into a new comedy world for him. All right. You know what we're doing this weekend? And he liked Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. I guess he did see a tiny bit of... Or no. Never mind. And then we get a little more examples of them not agreeing and uh, no you, they're having a little no you hang up first on the phone contest and mm-hmm. it keeps going so long that they're sitting at their dining room table together still doing it. Yeah, this one started, like, like that was annoying. Like, oh, not that that's, like, cliche thing again. But I did kind of enjoy that they were doing it at the dinner table. Yeah, I, that was... And I, then Robin called and told him to just... That wasn't a bad joke. Yeah. They get into a fight in bed about some sort of Something. sexual position. Lily says at McLaren's that their relationship sounds exhausting. Ted turns it around and says that theirs, as in Lily and Marshall's, are a bit lazy... Yeah, and so Lily points out, you know, they've been together 15 years. The only debate they have about Tommy Boy is whether it's awesome or super awesome. We cut to GMB, and we... We've gotten some hints throughout this season, but Ted just comes right out and says it now that Marshall, like, just hates his job. He wants to quit. And so it goes through, like, all the things he hates. And at one point, it's like, 
a guy telling a dirty joke. Was that fake Jenkins? It was fake Jenkins, okay. yeah. <laughs> I thought so, but I like, wasn't 100% sure. And he's acted sort of like real Jenkins through a lot of that. Right. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to Jenkins. That's a good question. But Marshall mentions that there is an opening for an environmental lawyer at the National Resource Defense Council, so we're back to the NRDC now. It pays less, but he'd be doing the work he wants to be doing. And Barney says, or he talks about saving endangered species. Barney says, saving chicken bones in an old boot to make hobo soup. I mean, yeah, and Barty's saying you can't pay your mortgage with this, which is a, I think we've talked about a million times, this is a very valid point. They bought a condo in New York City. Like, you have to be able to pay your bills. And Barney mentions that how are they going to go to that trip to Spain that she's been wanting to go on, say goodbye to riding around in gondolas and eating bratwurst <laughs> and seeing the pyramids. And this is all very reminiscent of, you know, when, especially when Robin says, I don't think you know what Spain is. A callback to Gandhi. I don't think you know yeah. what Gandhi is. I was and, thinking to myself as that one when I was like, I, I just love those jokes. Like, I don't think you know what Blank is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always funny. And Indian food and China, you know, it's, it's rice, it's whatever. <laughs> it's rice, it's meat. <laughs> uh, and then also his Sweden mistake of baguettes. And, <laughs> so this, right. is a, this is a common callback. Yes, he's not very worldly for somebody that spent time in, or did he go to Nicaragua or he and didn't end up going? I don't know if it was Nicaragua, but they he did go to South America with Robin. Oh, no, I was thinking when he was still like hippie Barney. Oh, no, he didn't. Or as far as we know, he did. Right. Uh, Ted points out that Marshall was getting ready to quit, but then something weird happened. And we see Marshall kind of enjoying all the things that he hated before. Robin cuts in and says, this is graduation goggles. Right. Well, you forgot the I will remember you playing in the background. Yeah, it's Sarah McLaughlin's I will remember you. Is that the, the dog commercial, too? Is that what they yeah. use in the dog commercial? No. I think that's a different Sarah McLaughlin that's song. That's Angel, oh, yeah. Eyes of the Angel or something. In the eyes <laughs> of the angel. Yeah, okay. Yep. Two different songs. I guess they can't use that for two things. I kind of get this when I'm getting ready to go get a haircut. Like, the week leading up to get a haircut, I hate my hair. It's like, ah, can't wait to get a haircut. And then for some reason, every time, the day of my haircut, I'm like, I'm having a really good hair day today. If I can make my hair look good as it's growing out, I could go a while without a haircut. But it's, I think it's really graduation goggles because it's almost every single time, and I've had bad hair days all that week. I get like that when I get a new car. Like, I'm so excited. Like, okay, time to pick out the new car. Like, lease's ending. And then I'll get, like, really bummed out. Like, I'm, yeah, like I'm betraying the car that I have by you. trading it in. That's where Tyler gets it. <laughs> We've had this conversation on this podcast mm-hmm. that you um, humanize a car and feel bad when you get rid of it. Oh, we have talked about yeah, that before? Yeah, we have. Funny. All right, graduate, Robin explains, graduation goggles, like in high school, it's four years of bullies making fun of all the kids with braces, even after the braces come off and they can walk just fine. That's a new one about Robin that she had to wear. Right. Forrest Gump leg braces in high school. And this also happened with Robin with the guy Scooby she dated. Yeah, like, when did this happen, though? Because we've seen her being, like, the teen pop star, playing hockey, as a little kid, like... Well, I guess it must have happened. Or maybe she hurt her legs playing hockey. Oh, there you and that's go. how she stopped playing. She talks about how he was the worst kisser ever, and it's just him licking her face like a dog. Yeah. But then when she was going to 
break up with him. She's enjoying being licked in the face as if he's a dog. Yeah, that's my worst track. And then we get a very predictable <laughs> misdirect from Barney about how he feels that way when he's going to leave mm-hmm. a woman's house when he sleeps with her. I won't even bother finishing that joke. But Marshall agrees with all this. He recognizes that this is the truth, and tomorrow's quitting GMB. Barney tries to talk him out of it, but Lily's very supportive, and we hear a lot of, you have my full support. Mm-hmm. And then we get a lot of cuts back and forth of Zoe and Ted in bed, Lily and Marshall in bed, and Barney Feeling in bed sorry for each other. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, shortcut ends with Barney and a random. So, yeah, they're going back and forth, kind of throwing shade at the other couple's relationship. Right. And then we, we get Barney not remembering the girl he's with's name, and she goes, come on, it rhymes with your name. For a second, I thought we were going to meet Alarney. <laughs> but then he has a good line, and I said my name was... <laughs> right. Okay, we're We at... never see any fallout from that. That's just <laughs> the end of that. We're at Lily and Marshall's apartment. Marshall quit. He went to the NRDC, but now we find out that it's a internship. He's not getting paid yeah, anything. Yeah, and I get, like... How do you get that mixed you, up? No, he said they filled the paid position. Oh, and, right. But, like, that's just a bad on his part. Like, why wouldn't you interview for that job or, like, make sure it's still available? Don't just quit your job with nothing else lined up, assuming that they're going to give this other job to you. But Lily's still supportive. She wants to know how Barney's handling him leaving, and we get a cut to Barney in his office burning a photo of Marshall. <laughs> Ted enters, and now this has got to be your worst joke, honey. You know what? I went against type today. It's bad. Everybody's going to know it's bad, so I didn't pick it. Okay. <laughs> I, I stayed off my soapbox today. Yeah, it's, we got a transphobic joke. We'll just move past it. Um, but Marshall also, or no, is it Marshall or Ted? Oh, no, it's fake. Fake Jenkins. Fake Jenkins, who lets Ted know that Zoe got the Landmark Preservation Committee to agree to a hearing. Yep. So basically, if they decide the Arcadian is a landmark, then Ted's project is kaput. We're at the bar. Ted now says he's furiously enjoying being challenged. Yeah, and so he's you know continues to counter with you know why don't you tell Marshall how you feel about him quitting his job and taking an unpaid internship? I like the reference to her having Japanese anime eyes. <laughs> yeah, easy to read. Lily's got a strong, although masculinity shaming comment or retort that the downside of him having a woman's mouth is that his feminine pout gives away his true feelings. Marshall comes in. He had the best first day at NRDC. Barney just starts laughing for some reason and then starts talking about Herschel, who replaced Marshall. And Herschel is awesome and funny and tall and taller than Marshall. You know, and knows way more, <laughs> ways, knows way more laws. I did like that. But then reveals himself immediately. Because it's not bothering Marshall about this. No, there's no Marshall. Oh, there's no Herschel, rather. He just wants Marshall to come back to G&B. But Marshall's happy where he is. And, well, he's, you know, being supportive again, and Marshall tells her that he volunteered their apartment for a fundraiser. Which, like, this isn't a very well-planned fundraiser if they're just deciding on the location the day before. Nor a big one. Right. All right. Marshall leaves. We're down to Barney and Robin. Robin wants to know why he cares so much. Are we not going to talk about the biodegradable toilet paper invitations? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
I, I wasn't, and then I looked back and I was like, actually, I do like this Barney line, how um, it's biodegradable, can also be used as toilet paper, and Barney goes, that's how I'm going to use mine. <laughs> that was a pretty good line. Yeah. And it comes back around. Yep. So now, Robin wants to know why Barney cares so much whether Marshall works at GMB. She starts to push it towards his dad feelings of the emotions he's yeah. going through. Barney gets what will be Miley's favorite of the night, this long speech about talking with a shrink about all this. Yeah, that was close to being my least favorite, too. It wasn't the worst thing, but it was long. It went on mm-hmm. way too long. All right, we're at Ted's apartment. Lily enters, and Ted has a decent comeback to the Well, he had three thing. good comebacks, but he only got half of them. Half of one out. <laughs> right, and Lily wants him to drive her to Kennedy Airport to pick up this famous ecologist for the fundraiser. The guy only speaks Spanish, and since Ted says he can speak Spanish, I guess. He can say words in Spanish. Yeah. We're at Barney's office. Barney's on the phone with Marshall, and he wants to invite him to lunch, but Marshall can't. Barney, then Barney Bar- has the biggest tantrum. Yeah, Barney hangs up and then just trashes his office, and we see Robin in the door <laughs> saying, oh my God. Barney wants to know how long she's been there. She goes, you don't remember? Yeah, we get a flashback to yeah, 30 seconds to a minute before when Robin came to check on him, see if he wanted to go to lunch, and he said he was going to invite Marshall. Yeah, the, <laughs> the idea that he forgot she was there, it's competing for my funniest joke in this one. <laughs> that, that, was, okay. that was well played. All right, we're in Ted's car. Oh, wait, but then he offers Chinese, so I guess he learned to like it over the last few <laughs> <Right>. seasons. <laughs> now we're in Ted's car with Lily. Lily's sort of agreeing with Ted about Zoe saying, you're right, if you and Zoe are happy, then who am I to judge? I'm so sorry. And this is my other competitor for best line. Oh, my God, is that how support feels? <laughs> it's so warm and wonderful. Oh, Lily, I've been so unhappy. And yeah, so he goes on, you know, no, he doesn't like being challenged. Like, can't she just agree with him one time? Like, There's something about him liking hamburger pizza. That sounds like something you would be into. Yeah. <sighs> Haven't you ordered I've that before? I've had hamburger pizza. It's not my favorite compared to other like specialty pizzas. A taco pizza, which is close to hamburger pizza, that one's pretty good. I don't think I've had that. Oh no, you're right. So sorry, I was thinking back of like when I worked at the pizza place like a million years ago in my teens. But there was like yeah, Domino's had like a cheeseburger pizza and a taco pizza in the last few years, and they don't have it anymore. Hmm. But it was really good for that <laughs> couple of months. It was like during COVID. We're at the airport, and they find the gentleman they're looking for, Ted Mangles, Spanish in front of them, <laughs> like the guy says. I'm sorry, I don't speak whatever it is you're speaking. <laughs> Turns out he speaks English. This was just a ruse by Lily. Somehow she got a suitcase and carry-on bag into his car without him noticing or asking questions. It's not their car? Oh, yeah, I guess it was their car. But still. Oh, no, it does say in Ted's car in the transcript. Yeah, I thought she was just asking him to come with, not that it was his car. Unclear. Yeah. But that's a good point. If it's their car, then it makes sense that she could have just put it in the trunk. Yeah. So basically she says that she's about to break and she needs to get away. She's going to go to Spain. You'd think she could maybe go on a different, more local <laughs> trip for a little bit and not waste a whole bunch of their money going to Spain. But this is what she said she's going to do. Is this a thing I'm allowed to do? Go ahead. Take, but <laughs> but you have to take Tyler with you. <laughs> like, bye, we're going to Spain. Okay, guys. 
Send me a postcard. <laughs> uh, as Lily's explaining her position here to Ted, she's saying that she's a ticking time bomb. And if she doesn't do something for herself right away, she's going to explode. You get the airport security kind of looking over at yeah, her as she's saying these things. Yeah, there's two TSA agents or yeah, some sort of security. And, wow, and Ted goes, go ahead. <laughs> That's an evocative metaphor to use for your non-threatening, totally patriotic emotions. USA! <laughs> And then the security people leave, so it's unclear if they were going to get back up or <laughs> what's happening. Lily explains that she's having trouble opening up to him since his dad died. Um, and then she does get into the how he's not thinking about how they're going to pay any bills. Mm-hmm. And apparently it seems like they've given up on trying to have kids. Yeah. So this is her first... What's, what's the wording I'm looking for? This is her first recognition of the idea that if he does what he wants professionally, they're not going to be able to afford the life they have right now. Right. Much less adding a kid into the mix. Right. Okay. We're at the bar with Barney and Robin. Yeah. And Robin, again, is trying to push the idea that his freak out was about his dad. Yeah, she really wants him to like dive into this and understand what's happening. Barney points out that she's always so secretive. She doesn't tell anybody anything. Then she launches into this really long story about her dad killing someone, her witnessing it. It's got a very telltale heart ending <laughs> with her hit, hearing the ticking of the clock. And, yeah, and she apparently helped bury the body. And it, The story was long enough that it took Barney three scotches to get through it. Although we never see him ordering more scotch. I mean, the, the camera's on her the entire time. Well, yeah, but I feel like it... You know, kind of skips through. Oh. Like, I don't think they... that was a, like, that was all the story. Like, I assume it was, like, a really long story. Okay. And we just didn't We're see only seeing some of it. Yeah. Good enough. All right, so now with the scotches, she figures Barney's willing to spill his guts, and he starts a very slow delivery, as if this is going to be something that's very emotional mm-hmm. for him. But as it turns out, Marshall leaving GMB is, it's all about the meatball sub. So he explains that months ago in the GMB commissary, it's a strange name for the... I was thinking about that, too. I was like, it's not just a cafeteria? Cafeteria, right. How fancy. Um, it was Meatball Sub Day, which Barney always looks forward to. And then after, in the flashback, after he has some of the Meatball Sub, Marshall says, hey, buddy, I think you got a tiny bit of marinara sauce on your tie there. And for some reason, him and they Marshall like and the co-workers start... Bit? Yeah, just chuckle a couple times. Yeah, they're, they're not like laughing hysterically. But it still it was, didn't make any sense. Right. So Barney plotted it was like the tiniest little like dot of sauce too. So we they concentrate on Barney's face, and I thought he could have little done a little better job looking irked, okay, or very irritated. Like I remember it being better than it was on the second watch here or twentieth watch. I'm not sure how many times I've seen this episode. That's where I started to be a little disappointed in like. I think I really remember liking his reaction to this and how irritated it made him. But he's plotted for weeks. Um, they've got, he's got several different, he's working on a whiteboard, he's got several different ideas of how to get revenge, and Jen insisted on writing them down and reading them, so go for it, Jen. Um, poison, and it had, like, a little drawing of, like, the poison cross thing, and then cut breaks, and there was a picture of something that I couldn't tell, um, frame for treason, and then the last one was crank call really late at night. With really being underlined a couple times. <laughs> right. But landed on exploding meatball sub. And experimented for months. months. So this has been a long time coming. And I like how he has a lab coat on as he's experimenting. (laughs) Right. So exploding. But he's 
exploding it at work too. Like I thought maybe he was doing it in his apartment, but no, he's like just doing it in his office. Yeah. <laughs> but he quit, and now he won't get his chance. He's crying at the bar. Yes, because it was meatball sub day today. That's why he wanted Marshall to come to lunch. All of this was leading to today. All right, now we're at, at Marshall and Lily's apartment. They're at the party. There's a little joke from Professor Rodriguez that they picked up at the airport, how he's got to use the restroom, and he needs some extra invitations, so he's <laughs> yeah. going to wipe with them. I, I knew I recognized this guy, but I couldn't quite place him, and I looked it up. He hasn't really been in a lot of stuff I've seen, but he was in a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, when In the first season, they were looking for a chef for the restaurant that they were going to be opening up. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the chefs that they were kind of trying out. Oh, okay. Ooh, just a disclaimer to everybody, a new Curb Your Enthusiasm season comes out, I think, this weekend. Yeah. Excited. I think they, they're saying definitively this will be the last one, yeah. which I don't think he's ever said before. Yeah. I mean, he's getting up there in age, so. So at the party, Ted approaches Marshall to let him know that something happened at the airport. He's about to tell him what Lily did, and then Lily shows up with some ice. And then she says she was parking the car. So, you know, maybe it was their car. Well, but then how did Ted get the professor to the party? Like, I in guess the maybe car. she was just bullshitting. So she could have dropped Ted and the professor off and then gotten parking. Oh, so, well, but then why would Ted say that he has to tell Marshall about what happened at the airport? Well, are you asking how she got home? Yeah. Oh, I, I assume she took a cab. Oh. Or the okay. or sub, uh, subway. Okay, no, that's what I think we were on the same page, but I, I was, I thought what you were saying is that they, That she, she did come came. back with them yeah. now. Okay. No, and I guess it must have been a cab because she got there. It looked like it had to be minutes after them. Yeah. But she changed her mind quickly. Yep. Okay. Really get a good reason for it either. So after that, Marshall gives her a really heartfelt apology and it ends with, he's going to find a way to help the earth and get paid for it. Um, he's going to look for something with a paycheck. And she has, he has her full support. And then at the party, Ted notices Zoe at the end of, other end of the room. He was wondering what she's doing there. She decided to come and show her support, which sets Ted off. <laughs> Ted just loses it. Now, it is an environmental cause, so it does make sense that that would align with some of her... Right. I mean, it would be canonical that she would want to support an environmental cause, because right. she's a bit of a cause head. That's true. But yeah, this just sets Ted off, and he starts ranting about how she's not supporting him, trying to you know, do his dream and he seems about to break up with her, but then he gets... The graduation goggles. Exactly. And so we get the impression from what the, the narrator says. Like, So I guess they, they don't break up now, but they're going to, and it's going to be ugly. Right. Okay, we cut to ten years later. Now, I, I did like this scene. I like the idea of it, that he waited this long to get mm-hmm. revenge, and he went through this much trouble. It's very Barney-like to spend $30,000 on a revenge plot. <laughs> The acting in this scene is so horrible. <laughs> None of them are acting like people that are saying goodbye to a friend of theirs that's dying. Barney's isn't quite as bad, but it's still kind of bad because he's talking with this affected way. Uh-huh. But I, I still kind of enjoyed the concept. But just to and sum it up. the absurdity of him being, like his last wish being that Marshall eats a meatball up. Yeah. It's, it's completely bonkers, but... There's something about it I liked. I thought it was a good way to end the episode. Okay. 
What do you think I ranked this? Do you think it was top 100? I, so I'm torn on this because you had looked back on it so fondly, but I would say no. Actually, it is. 97? Wrong. 96. (laughs) I was very close. You were. Okay, so what'd you settle on for your favorite joke? The, I don't think you know what Spain is. Okay. And I think I'm going to settle on Ted saying, oh, so that's what support feels like. It's so warm (laughs) and wonderful. And my least favorite would be Barney's therapist speech. You? Mine was um, Robin looking back fondly on Scooby licking her face. Okay, right. So we do have an email from the always succinct Albert Fox. He writes to us, worst joke, he gets right to it, the Exploding Meatball sub storyline, it was just needed to give Barney something during the episode. Best joke, Ted's reaction to the smallest amount of support (laughs) from Lily after the episode ramped up him loving a challenging relationship. Yeah, so we're we're eye to eye on on best joke. Good good stuff, Albert. (laughs) Um, That's that's our only write-in. People have... Moved on, P.S. People have moved beyond us after such a long break. So, um, <sighs> as as always, we'll strive Sorry. to do better. <laughs> do you have anything else, Jen? Um. Oh, so the only thing that I had, like, I looked in the trivia and there wasn't much in there, but there was a comment about Barney's, you know, tell God your, you know, if you want. Dang it, <laughs> I lost it already. What's the God's plan thing? Oh. You wanna if you want to make God laugh, tell him a plan. Yeah, tell him your it. plan or something. Apparently, that's a Woody Allen quote, which I just kind of thought it was just like a general, like I don't know, <laughs> just one of those things people say. Yeah, that's been around in the world for a hundred years. Yeah, but apparently it's we know it from Thirty Rock. But <laughs> that is a good line in Thirty Rock. All right, folks, what's next week? So next week's is hopeless when Barney tries to bomb with his father. He asked the game to help him make his life seem more exciting by lying about their own lives. Meanwhile, Robin runs into a guy she has a crush on. Hmm, I remember nothing about this episode. Is it the one where Barney's dad is sort of... Like, he remembers having, like, a wild party night with his dad, but then it turns out the next day that his dad was just pretending to be drunk? Well, that didn't we already have that? No. He pretended to get a girl's phone number. Oh. But it's like he pretends to pull a... Oh, parking meter out of right, the right, ground right. and that's it's like how right. strong I am. Okay. And it's yeah. all because he faked drinking with Barney. Okay, that sounds familiar. I think it's that one. That would make sense. I can't remember how many episodes John Lithgow's in. But I don't remember who... What crush does Robin run into? Is it... Is it Nick? I think it's too early for Nick, right? Is it... No, it is Nick. Okay, I looked it up. Yeah, it's a little early. It's the guy with like the really nice abs. He he shows up on a lot of sitcoms as hot guy. Hmm. He was on. You thir- think I'd remember that? He was on uh, The Big Bang Theory in a similar role. He dated. He was Penny like for a smart episode. physicist. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. With that, everyone have a good weekend, and we hope to get back to you soon. Thank you.